Without further ado, we have the bet, the second one of, like at least the top 10 best pastors speaking tonight for you guys today. And I need you guys to give him the best round of applause as possible. And it's the one and only Pastor Trent Anderson. Mic tap. How's everybody doing tonight? How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good, good. Is everybody enjoying their summer? Is everybody enjoying summer? Is it good? Some of these. Awesome. Y'all are like spread out. I got to walk. I'm going to get my steps in tonight. If I had a Fitbit, I would be feeling it. All right, let's get started in a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I just thank you for each and every student here. Lord, we just invite you into this place. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would have your way in our lives. God, speak through me tonight. Not my words, but your words. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. So um, my ask of you tonight, I've I've got something I really want you guys to do tonight for me. You guys cool with that? You guys cool with that? You're like, what is it? And I want you to listen to me as I teach. I don't want you to listen. This might be the first time you've heard that. I do not want you to listen to me tonight. But I believe that God has something for you. And I want you to listen to him tonight. So as you hear this message, as, as I speak to y'all, I just want you to, in the back of your head to ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to walk away with tonight? Does that sound good? Does that sound good? Y'all got to talk back to me. Y'all are quiet tonight. All right, we're going to get rolling. We're talking about Samson. Turn to your neighbor and say, Samson. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Samson. What do we know about Samson? Throw some things at me. What do we know about Samson in the Bible? He has long hair. What else? Huh? He got fooled by a woman. What else? He's strong. He's probably a good-looking dude, right? Ladies, can I get an amen? Amen. Wow. It's weird tonight. It's getting weird in here tonight. All right, so if I had to think about Samson, I honestly think he would look a little bit like a few people we have to put on the screen tonight. Uh, The first person, go ahead and put that up there. Got it on there. First person. Go ahead, right. Got them on there. There's me in high school. I think Samson probably looked a little bit. Look at that long, curly. Look at that. I was killing it right there. All right, and I also think that he would look like yours truly. This is my favorite right here. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Stephen Ponson. If I had to think about what Samson looked like, I think he would look a little bit like us in those photos. He had some long good-looking curls, long, good-looking locks. Um, I love that picture of Stephen. So tonight we're going to talk about the mistakes of Samson. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say mistakes. So I don't know about you guys, but when I was little, I made a lot of mistakes. When I was younger, I used to make a lot of mistakes, and I didn't really know about them until later on in life. Does anybody have a parent in here that just likes to embarrass you? Anybody? 
like meeting people for the first time and they just start telling stories and you're like, mom, 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 mom. Chill, 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 chill. Anybody can agree with me? And so I had those parents, so I would slowly find out in front of people what I used to do. And it was terrible. I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger, and I'm sure you did too. Why did we make these mistakes? Because we were learning. I don't know about you, but I had some pretty embarrassing moments that I found out about. I had dogs and cats, so I guess I picked up from them a little bit when I was a little tyke. Uh, I used to drink out of the toilet. Is that weird? Yeah, shame on my parents, right, that they would let me do such a thing. About Anybody eating dog food before? Anybody? Okay, we got one honest person in the building. I didn't eat dog food. My sister did, but, and Espede did, but <laughs> she did too. Um, what about like the stove thing, like wanting to touch hot stuff? Anybody? You're just like, I want, what about the light plugs? You're like, why can the lamp hang out by that, but I can't? You're trying to touch Anybody ever touch a light socket or try to? Got yelled at. So I want to, another time that I made a mistake. Uh, anybody watch, no, you guys didn't watch Ninja Turtles. Anybody know what Ninja Turtles are? Yeah, yeah. So I thought I was a Ninja Turtle when I was little. So I thought I could do the flying kicks that they did. So I, I climbed up on a little house that my sister had and I jumped off and broke my leg. Made a little mistake. Anybody ever hurt yourself? So you think you can fly? Now this one, it's a little bit more vulnerable, all right? Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, don't judge him. Turn to somebody else and say, judge him. Now this one I'm not going to ask because I'm going to put myself on the line, but not you. So when I was young, I'm not going to name the age, but I was being potty trained, all right? Everybody went through it. Nobody came out of the womb knowing how to go to the restroom in the toilet. All right, it's a fact. So I was getting potty trained, but I would do this thing where I would drink a lot of water before bed. Oh. I drink a lot of water. I love drinking a lot of water before bed. But here was the problem. I would wake up in the morning, and I would happen to pee my bed. Anybody ever pee your bed before? Look at all these liars. I love this. Lying in church. Lord help them. And so I would do this over and over and over again. And my parents would, like, catch me in the kitchen. And they'd be like, Trent, no. Like, we're tired of cleaning up your mess. No. Quit drinking water before bed. But I would do it over and over and over and over again. I finally grew out of it last year. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I was 12. But anyway. But I would do that thing over and over again that I didn't learn. Some of y'all would be thinking, man, you are stupid. <laughs> You're a stupid kid. But how many of us in our lives make mistakes? And we know they're mistakes. And we know this because of what they, how they cause us to feel. Or the things we get in return from doing them. How many of us are kind of like me when I was little? That we would do these mistakes over and over and over again. We knew what would happen, yet we still continue to do it. I bet a lot of us in here would have a similar story. A lot of us make mistakes, and we don't learn. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better learn. 
you better learn. So I want to run through a few people. Uh, we all know some people in life that, um, that make a lot of mistakes. You guys know, you know those people? Like you can call out your friend's mistakes all the time. I see some fingers pointing, being very discreet. Um, so I want to go through a few of them. What about the person, this was me actually, that doesn't study before tests and is shocked that they failed? You guys know that person? They're like, yeah, I didn't study last night. I had the chance, but oh man, I'm so nervous. But I think I got this. I think I can do it. And then they fail and they're like, next time, hey, I'm going to pass this class. I will pass this class. And three weeks later, the next test, they do it again. Still in shock. We know that person? Anybody that person? Anybody like me? I did the Christmas tree on a Scantron one time. Only one time passed a test. It's a miracle. What about this person? The friend that works a lot, has a good job, makes a good amount of money, but never has money. Y'all know that person? Or maybe their parents give them a lot of money, and, and they still have no money. You want to do something with them, and they, hey, can you spot me, dude? It's like, no, I can't spot you. You got your own job. You're grown. What about that person? Anybody know that person? Yeah. They don't learn from their mistakes. They buy stupid stuff, Beanie Babies and Furbies, you know what I'm saying? Anybody know what a Furby is? Creepy little troll doll talks to you. I wanted one until I got one when I was younger. Didn't want it anymore. What about this person? The person that has all of the accidents and all of the speeding tickets. Oh, trying to seek them out right now. They run red lights. They don't pay attention. They're on their phone all the time when they drive. Yet they do not learn. They still are a terrible driver. Anybody know that person? Anybody? You're like, that's my parents. My parents are like that. My parents. So why do we do that? And a lot of us, we want to point fingers, we want to talk to, about our friends or other people and notice them, but a lot of times we're in the same boat. We are not perfect, therefore we make mistakes. But my question for you tonight is will you learn? Will you learn? Turn to your neighbor one more time and say, will you learn? Will you learn? So I was, I was planning on talking to you all tonight about obedience with your parents. Um, and that was really kind of where I was until this morning, and God changed some stuff up. So I believe that this is for some people. I really do. I really believe this is for some of you tonight. But I do want to tell you that it is important to be obedient and listen to your parents, but that's all I'm getting into it tonight. So we're going to focus on Samson. One more time, turn to your neighbor and say, Samson. Samson. So I want to talk a little bit about Samson and who he was, and then we're going to dive into his story. And so Samson, he was a special guy. He's a very special guy. Actually, an angel came to his parents when they weren't expecting a child, and an angel came not once but twice to speak to his parents. And they told them how special that he was. 
And actually in the Bible, an angel coming to parents and telling them about a child that would be born only happened four times, one of them being to Mary about the Messiah, Jesus. So we know just from that that Samson was a big deal. Turn to your neighbor and say, he was a big deal. It's a big deal. But he had a problem, right? He had a few problems. But one of them was the ladies. Everybody say, ooh. The ladies. He had trouble with the ladies. And he did not learn from his mistakes. And so the start of it we see in Judges 14, we see Samson going to his parents and he's, he tells them that he saw this young Philistine woman. The Philistines were the enemy of Samson. So he was flirting with the enemy and he said, Mom, Dad, I saw this girl and I liked her. I want to I marry her. And so his parents were like, you probably shouldn't do that. It's the enemy. You shouldn't be hanging out with them. You shouldn't be spending time with them. But Samson said, I don't care what you guys have to say to me. I'm going to do what I want. So Samson goes and he starts the process of marrying this girl. And he goes to these festival festivities before the marriage, the seven days. And he gets in a lot of trouble with some of the guys there. He tells them a riddle and makes a wager on this riddle that they can't solve it. Now these were the wife's people, and she wasn't very happy that these people couldn't solve it, and neither were they. And so they begged her to go to Samson and to get the answer of this riddle. And so she went and she begged and she begged and she begged, and on the seventh day, the last day, he gave her the answer. And this was a, a spiral in Samson's life. Through the next chapter, we read of all the stuff that takes place, and I encourage you to read this in, in Judges 14 and 15. But at the end of all of that, in that chapter, at least 1,032 people are dead. 300 foxes have been burned alive. All the crops are burned so that the people have nothing to eat. A marriage is ruined. A war is almost started. And the girl that he was to marry and her father were burned alive. All that happened because he went after this girl when he shouldn't have. All that happened when he began that process with this girl that he had no business starting. And so we think, hey, maybe, y'all think that Samson maybe learned, right? Don't hang out with those girls. Anybody think he might have learned? Like, this is a trick question, trick question. Got one, good, good. He didn't learn. Samson did not learn. The very next thing we see, Samson pursuing something, this is what we see. In Judges 16, 1 through 3, it says, One day Samson, 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 Gaza, okay, Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. The very next time we see Samson talking about a woman, it says this. He sees a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza to were told Samson is here, so they surrounded the place and laid in wait for him all night at the city gates. They made no move during the night, saying, at dawn, we'll kill him. But Samson laid there only until the middle of the night 
when he got up, took hold of the doors of the city gates together with the two posts and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and he carried them to the top of the hill. Samson again makes another mistake. Spends time with another woman who betrays him. Another woman who tells on him, trying to get him captured, trying to get him killed. Mistake number two in the same area. A lot of times the mistakes in our lives, they begin to be the same thing over and over and over again because we have trouble learning from our mistakes. So do you think Samson stopped there? Like he, he started with one girl, everything went bad. And then another girl and everything goes bad again, nearly gets captured again. But Samson still hasn't learned. Still hasn't learned. And I want you to begin to think and ask this question in your head, Lord, what do I need to learn from? Can we just close our eyes? Lord, everybody say this out loud, Lord, what areas in my life have I not learned from my mistakes? I just want you to to listen. What is God pointing at? All right, you can look up. So Samson married one Philistine woman, went bad. Spends the, the night with a prostitute. That goes bad. Still has not learned from his mistakes. Still has not learned from his mistakes. Then in walks Delilah. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, Delilah. So he goes and he he meets this new person. Maybe years later, maybe he's matured. Maybe he is a new man. Anybody, you're like a new person. Like you're like, I'm I'm better now after this relationship. Anybody? Like, don't bring that up. Bad memories. So actually on that note, how many of y'all know the the fourth person that I'm going to talk about tonight? The person who um, maybe is dates the wrong person over and over and over again? Anybody know that person? Anybody know? Everybody pointing fingers. Man, it's getting serious in here. The person that maybe dates the wrong person and wonders why and makes the same mistake over and over and over again. Like the guy could have hashtag playa, hashtag ain't gonna tie me down in his bio on Instagram. And they're like, I think I can change him. And you're like, no, 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 don't do that. You can't change nothing, no. And they're like, no, he's, he's different now. And then they're shocked two weeks later when they break up. And then three weeks later, somebody, you know, okay, I'm not gonna. We don't learn from our mistakes. But here's the thing. We read this story about Samson, right? We begin to read this story and we see his mistakes and it's pretty obvious to us. Because the thing is, a lot of times it's very obvious to us about others' mistakes that they replay over and over and over again. But it's difficult to see our own. 
It's hard to see our own, our own mistakes. And so for, for a third time, the next girl, Delilah, he, he starts talking to her. He starts spending time with her, and the authorities go to Delilah, and they begin to talk to her, and they say that we'll give you a bunch of money, a bunch of silver, if you give us the secret to Samson's strength. If you give us the secret to his strength, we will give you whatever you want. And so she goes, and she spends time with Samson, and she asks him the first time, and he tells her kind of a bogus answer. He says, if you kind of tie me up with some strings, it'll, it'll take away my strength. And so she goes back to the Philistine, the authorities, and they come rushing in after she tied him up. But it didn't work. Still had his strength. And you're thinking at this time, like, she's trying to sell you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Delilah is not good, but he stays with her again. And so another time she says, Samson, you, you made me look stupid. What is the key to your strength? And he said, if you tie me up with, with rope, I can't break the rope and it will take away my strength. So again, she told the authorities. The authorities came in and for a second time he had lied and they couldn't get him. And she said, Samson, you're really making me look stupid. It's like, Samson is pretty dumb right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to capture and kill this man. And he's flirting with the enemy. And so, again, he makes up another story. And he says, if you braid my hair, that one was kind of weird. Like, that one, I feel like Delilah should have been like, no, 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 no. Like, really, what, what is the key? But, but they do that, and again, it doesn't work. But then she persists again. And Samson, on the fourth time, He tells her the secret of his strength. He says that no razor has touched my head. And they come in and they capture Samson. And this ultimately leads to the death of Samson. Capture him, they imprison him. They gouge his eyes out. And then one last attempt, his hair grows back and he, he knocks down these pillars, and it causes a, a collapsing, and it kills a bunch of Philistines. But it, it leads to his death. Our mistakes have consequences. And my, my question tonight is, as Pastor Caleb comes on up, is that what in our life is leading us towards death? What is it in our life that is leading us towards something that isn't very good? You know, we joked about a few things earlier. We joked about them. We talked about them. But what is it really in your life? What is the mistake that you continue to make over and over and over again in your life that's beginning to define who you are? Because we can either learn from our mistakes or we can begin to be defined by our mistakes. I just want you to close your eyes during this time. And I want you to begin to think of 
what God is speaking to you right now. Maybe this is your first time here. But I believe God is he's speaking to each and every one of you right now. What's the one area that God's pointing his finger finger at in your life and saying, I love you. Please don't make that same mistake. Because these mistakes that we make, they cause pain. These mistakes that we are making, they there's a bigger picture attached to it. And God wants to free us from those things. If we can just turn the lights down as well. If you're in here tonight and you'd say, Pastor Trent, there is something in my life that seems to be replaying over and over and over again, and I know it's wrong, and I want God to remove it. I want to learn from it. If that's you, will you just slip up your hand? Let me see you. Let's go. You can put your hands down. And so what I want us to do now is, uh, you can look up. I believe there's something in each of our lives that God wants to begin to work on. And so if you look under your seats, there's a little sticky note. Go ahead and grab that. It's all the way underneath your seat. And there's a pen on the ground as well. And and once you have it, focus in, focus in, focus in. And once you have that, I want you to to take that pen and I want you to write on that note what God is asking you to learn from. And I want you to take that sticky note and there's a cross on this side of the room and there's a cross on this side of the room and I want you to put that sticky note on the cross saying, Jesus, you paid it for me. Saying, Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I give you the ability to work in my life to remove this thing, this mistake, this sin, this thing that is repeating over and over in my life. And we're going to turn the lights down. And when you're ready to put that on the cross, I want you to put that on there. And then I want you to come down and I want you to worship. So go ahead and begin to write that in the worship team. You can start plan. Go ahead and write on there. When you're ready, come on down. You put that on the cross and give it to the give it to Jesus.